Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. As we begin 2022, Discovery Farms has been around for two decades. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, here with Eric Cooley, the co-director of Discovery Farms, reflecting on the past. How did it start and where is it now? How have things changed in the past 20 years? Well, that's a pretty amazing question. And, um, you know, I guess I I have to think all the way back to the vision of uh, Dennis Frame and Fred Madison, who really tried to model. They went to the Netherlands, looked at the way um, that some of the researchers engaged the agricultural community and really tried to develop a similar farmer-led program here in Wisconsin um, so that producers can really, um, agricultural producers can really kind of take the, take on the research and really lead the way in figuring out the ways of uh, finding that nice match between production as well as um, environmental protection. So the way that it's really changed, uh, I know that that the first couple of farmers that we had that joined the monitoring program Honestly, we took a big leap of faith in both Dennis and Fred because we had no idea what we were going to find. It's the first time doing this. Um, we didn't have this type of monitoring uh, available. So, uh, you know, again, they were huge pioneers. Um, and uh, when we talk about the farmer leadership of this program, it is it really is encompassed in all we do. You know, we have farmers that really identify the research needs of the agriculture industry from a water quality perspective. Um, we probably overutilize our farmers like we exhibited in today's conference by having them on panels and sharing them their information on what they're learning um, with a lot, a lot of the events that we put on. Um, and then again, you know, we just uh, continually go through this feedback loop, and we honestly learn far more from our farmers than I think that we give back. Uh, but again, we just like to share that information as much as possible. So I guess in the new generation of farms, now that we have, um, now that we've had had the couple of pioneers that have done this, led the way, you know, other following farmers, I think are much more receptive and have someone to talk to about what does being a Discovery Farms entail. And I think one of the things that um, I, I talked a little bit about in my presentation is that uh, this past year, we have really kind of ended the traditional way that we've done monitoring, where it has either been Discovery Farm staff or USGS staff actually out collecting the samples, doing all the site maintenance, um, because it's really limited at our program to where we can monitor in the state. It has to be close to staff uh, that we have established. Otherwise, you know, we, we can't, um, the windshield time is just too much of a killer. So, uh, learning from the Minnesota Discovery Farms program, which developed actually a few years after Wisconsin's, um, they had started using local partners to do that. And back in the fall of 2018, we really changed our new projects to model after that, that um, the way that Minnesota program had done that with the local partners. So we are finding a much bigger bang for the buck. It's from our budget, it's much better. And we also get a much better um, buy-in from the local partners, but then the outreach, collaborating with them on the outreach has just been tremendous. And I'm sure that this is the way that we will move forward into the future. Yeah, a lot of diverse groups involved. And just tell me, how many sites do you guys have? And, you know, what does involvement look like? It's not just one commodity anymore. It's not just one region now. 
you're exactly right. You know, and the, the, the thing that we're really blessed with in Wisconsin is diversity, not only in landscapes, but farming system on both the animal as well as the crop production side. So we've got tremendous diversity. So when we talk about a lot of the production aspects of agriculture and some of the challenges that go along with that, they are as diverse as the systems that we have. So what we try to do is um, highlight some of the, the main background of uh, the timing and magnitude of soil and nutrients that are being lost from these different far, uh, farming systems and different regions in the state, and then really try to provide the background for the dynamics of why these might be happening and then we then provide uh, the farmers with that information so they can use that to make more informed management decisions and look for ways on their farm if they are having some areas where they could uh, have some substantial improvement to try to apply practices that might mitigate those losses moving forward. How many sites are with Discovery Farms? Well, it's always fluctuating. Uh, you know, we've had back, I think our all-time high was when we had two uh, watershed projects going along with with a uh, a couple of kind of side projects as well where I think we were close to 20 sites total uh, but now we just took four sites out of Rock County but reinstalled those so we from an edge of field perspective we have nine um, operating edge of field water quality sites and then we also this fall added in a um, nitrate leaching project where we installed these um, lysimeters, these equilibrium tension lysimeters below the root zone, there are eight of those total in the soil in Pepin County. You've got some other unique things like measuring the pH in, in potato fields or um, manure sharing, more cover crop exploration. Let's give us a, a quick rundown of how diverse your research projects really are. Well, again, when you talk about the evolution of the Discovery Farms program, you know, we were just trying to get a handle on the basics of when soils run off and what might be in it. Now that we've got, you know, 20 years under our belt, uh, we, sh we can start to, at least with, with some degree of accuracy, be able to predict what might be coming off of a landscape. Um, so we're really trying to diversify our continued research on gaps that we have in that. So just like you had uh, talked about, some of the research that we have going in um, up in the Anago Flats potato production area is we've got some some pretty high soil test phosphorus soils that are actually pretty acidic or have a low pH value. And again, this is why we do the research. Um, there, and we're doing some more soil testing and other things to try to validate this, but we are finding that the pH may significantly reduce the potential for phosphorus to be lost from those fields, specifically in the dissolved form, like we are seeing in a lot of the other landscapes around the state. And then we're also really, you know, working with a lot of progressive farm groups looking at, you know, kind of out of the box ideas of um, like the project that we have going in Lake Redstone, uh, which is right on the border of Sauk and Juneau counties, where producers have come together and said, um, boy, you know, because of the the slope and the topography of that region, you know, a, f a farm field might be a mile away, but you have to take three miles of roads to get there. Maybe it would be a good idea that if we individually have farm fields that are close, that we can share, you know, manure. So we don't have to travel so far, and I'll apply some manure on your field this year, and you apply some on mine. So really looking at the dynamics of how that worked, um, you know, also maybe having some fallow land that uh, to 
provide spreading opportunities in those summertime months so it's not just spring and fall. Uh, we're looking at a lot of different options um, and a lot of very progressive in uh, ingenuitive farmers throughout the state. If farmers want to be a part of a project, how do they reach out to you? I mean, is it possible to say, hey, I want to do this and you guys <laughs> do it? Or, I mean, how does it, how do people get involved? A really great question. So our, our program is guided by a steering committee that is comprised of a uh, majority of the agricultural commodity groups in the state, um, some environmental groups, and then we also have input from a lot of the state and federal agencies um, to really try to identify, you know, what are the currents and emerging water quality research needs that Discovery Farms can aid in providing data and information on. So we really go to that group to identify projects that we should be working on, and then we typically have a call for proposals when we are going to be putting on a project like Marathon County, where we just went into, um, you know, we, we solicited uh, sites and we work with some of the local partners then to bring those in. So uh, that being said, it may be, um, next year or probably two years down the road before we put more edge of field sites in but the planning starts a year early so we will likely be looking for interested parties that are doing some innovative things that would add to that uh, database of ours so are you guys successful and uh, I'm asked this because I want to know how you measure success of your program well and I think um, success is the engagement you know, and uh, that's, I guess, how I gauge the success of our program is really, you know, with the number of farmers that we have here uh, and, and their consultants that we have at this event um, and just the general engagement and the hunger for them to learn is really the success. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, from a water quality, like a success or failure um, from a water quality perspective because we're always learning. So, you know, some of the successes that we've seen from a water quality perspective are just as important as the failures that we've seen to really try to identify so that we can all learn from each other and figure out how to properly manage, again, these very diverse farming systems and landscapes that we have here in Wisconsin. And Discovery Farms, this is part of UW Extension, so this is state funded, correct? This is state funded, correct. So Discovery Farms falls under the, the Agricultural Institute in the you know, UW-Madison Division of Extension, correct. Um, so there is, there is state funding that comes through Extension for this program, but again, you know, going back to your question about success, um, you know, we have seen uh, like Dairies of Farmers of Wisconsin and a lot of other commodity groups have been um, strong supporters monetarily and funding wise for our program continue to be um, huge supporters and we couldn't do a, a lot of the research that we do without the support from the actual commodity groups um, in the agricultural industry so uh, so again we have very diverse funding sources we also apply for a lot of state and federal grants to try to do the research as well one of the main things that we're looking for again is to create a forum for discussion and you know the data is only a is only a piece of it it is really creating this diverse forum of all the different stakeholders that we have in Wisconsin to get them coming and talking collectively and in a non-confrontational manner about water quality issues in the state related to agriculture and how do we move forward in the right way to address those. That's Eric Cooley, the co-director of UW's Discovery Farms. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.